From time to time, I receive notes from uh, some of you, and uh, I read all of them, but one in particular I wanted to share with you this weekend because it uh, was really special and tie in with what I want to uh, share with you in my message today. And it begins like this. Hi, Father Joe. I'm so happy to share this amazing story with you. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine visited and came to St. John's. As a visitor, she received a copy of the Gospel of St. John. Because, of the, uh, because she already knew Jesus and had a Bible, she gave it to a friend. Two years later, after an amazing time of trial for this friend, she began reading this little book and is going to start watching our church services online starting tomorrow. <laughs> that was a few weeks ago. Her name is Karen. This is a huge step for her, and I'm praising God for the wonderful, crazy, and mysterious ways that he works. So, you know, as I read that story, um, as you know, uh, when we had visitors, and when we'll have visitors again, we're believing for that in faith, we would usually give them uh, a little gift Bible, and actually, it was the Gospels along with a bookmark of St. John's. And so, you know, we give those out to people, and in reading this story, uh, just the serendipity of it all, and the amazing way in which God works. And as I read this story, one of the things I thought of was the whole idea of a seed. Um, thinking of that gift uh, that we gave that eventually ended up in Karen's hands that she read and uh, were praying came to Christ through, it was like a seed, a seed that was planted, a seed that was given, and that ultimately brought growth. Um, and as I reflect on that story, I just think, what, what marvelous ways in which God works. And one of the things I want to encourage us, all of us to realize in this moment is that uh, we're like farmers. Whether you think of yourself as a farmer or not, um, you are. You sow seeds in your life, and you sow seeds in the lives of other people. And the reality is that the seeds that we sow uh, will ultimately one day bear fruit. Uh, again, if you've ever planted a garden um, you're usually pretty intentional about what you plant because that's what you want to have grow. If you want to have lettuce, you'll plant lettuce seeds. If you want to have, if you want to have potatoes, you're going to plant potatoes. If you want to have green beans, you're going to plant green beans. Um, if you want apples, you're going to go to an apple tree. If you want mangoes, you're going to go to a mango tree. If you want avocados, you're going to go to an avocado tree. And all of us know that to be true. But a lot of times, I think we don't realize how powerful this truth is. And again, Jesus said, what you sow is what you're going to reap. Um, and so one of the important things for you and I to remember is that we're sowing seed all the time. Sometimes we're sowing good seed, and sometimes we're sowing not so good seed. Um, but whatever we're sowing, we're going to reap. Um, and I just want to be an encouragement to you and to myself as well that in whatever way you're sowing good seed in your life and the lives of other people around you, God bless you in that. I want to encourage you to continue to sow that kind of seed. If there is some seed that you're sowing that's not good seed and you seem to continue to sow that kind of seed, uh, be prayerful about that. Maybe ask the Lord to help you to no longer sow that kind of seed, but to sow good seed. Um, I think overall, the most important thing uh, I want to share with you today is that I think it's important for us to nurture 
our own relationship with the Lord day by day uh, to really deepen that relationship and to grow. And if there's areas of your life where you're discouraged and where you are giving up and where you are sowing seed and it brings you a struggle and heartbreak and you feel like you don't want to follow God anymore because of that, um, I just want to say to you, don't give up. The most important thing that you can do is continue to sow into your relationship with the Lord, confess your sin, and just move on from it. Read the Bible, pray, and ask for God's grace, again, to grow in sowing good seed in your life. Um, you've been reading about the return for a number of weeks in your bulletin. Uh, it's actually a gathering that's going to happen September 26th on the Washington Mall, and there'll be more details coming out the following week about this next week. But the person who organized that and got that together is my, a man by the name of Jonathan Kahn. He's written a number of different books, but um, this is actually one of my favorite books by him called The Book of Mysteries. And um, if you think that you know a lot about the Old Testament or Hebrew words, I would suggest you read this because it's amazing how much we can learn from him, just an amazing teacher. But as I was reflecting on this time together today, um, and as, as I was thinking about seeds, um, he actually has a devotional uh, uh, committed to seeds, and it's called The Zygote Mystery. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but I want to read some things in here to you that to me are very revealing and marvelous and insightful. We were standing in the middle of a garden of flowers of every color and type. The teacher removed from his pocket a tiny object and handed it to me. It's a seed, he said, and the scriptures have much to say about them. Messiah even speaks of his own life as a seed. The hour has come, he said, that the Son of Man should be glorified. Truly I say to you, unless a seed of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. He was speaking of his death and the fruit it would bear, the resurrection, salvation, eternal life. But what Messiah referred to when he spoke of his life and death is called a zygote. The word zygote literally means the joined. A zygote is the new life that comes from joining of two lives, that of two parents. So the zygote is the union of two natures in one life. That's what a seed is. And he spoke of his life as a seed, a zygote. That's what his life was, I said, the union of two natures, the joining of God and man, the uniting of the spirit and the flesh, deity and bodily form, the union of heaven and earth in one life, a joining, the zygote. But then what happens, asked the teacher, to the seed, the zygote? It falls to the ground as if dying. And its outward form undergoes a type of death. But only then does the life inside the zygote bear its fruit. So Messiah's life falls to the ground and dies, and by his death bears new life into the world, and so it is with others. How could there be others, I asked? Only he was of two natures. But there are others, said the teacher. The moment one is born again, one's life is in this world, becomes a union, a union of two natures, earth and heaven, the flesh and the spirit, the temporary and the eternal, God and man. Every child of God is a union, a joining of two natures, a zygote. But if the zygote falls to the ground and dies, it brings forth much fruit. It bears its life. The teacher bent down and buried the seed in the soil between, between us. Every time 
you die to the self. Every time you crucify the flesh, every time you surrender your will to God's will, the power of God and of new life will be released and you will bear much fruit and your life will bring forth the life it was always meant to bear. Do this and the purposes of God in your life will bear much fruit. And he goes on to say that this is one of the laws of the universe and it truly is. You know, when you look at just nature and the way that nature works, um, it works by seeds. That's how new life is produced. And again, even in our Old Testament lesson today in the Song of Solomon, it's talking about the springtime. It's talking about the coming spring. It's talking about the joining of life and the creation of new life in the spring and the summer that always happens during that time of year. And in the Old Testament, what we hear is the, the shepherd calling his beloved to come away with him into the high places to celebrate their love for one another. And so one of the things that you and I can celebrate is that this is part of the mystery of life that we participate in almost unconsciously, that there is a sowing of seed that goes on in our lives. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And that as we sow that seed and as we plant that seed, that's what's going to grow. And for you and me, in order for us to really grow into the things that the Lord has for us, our, the seed of our life also needs to be buried in the ground. And it needs to die there. It needs to die there in such the way that our life is changed and transformed, that we move from the old to the new, that we move from darkness to light, that we move from being in our flesh to being in the Lord. And this is a lifelong process. In fact, I'm convinced that when we get into eternity, there'll still be a sense in which we'll continue to grow. There'll still be a sense in which we will be seeds that are dying and growing ever more into the reality of who our Lord is and who our Lord is calling us to be. So in closing here today, I'd like you to just take a moment to think about your own life and specifically ask yourself the question, what are the seeds that you have been sowing? What are the good seeds? What are the wonderful things that you have to rejoice about? The seeds of love, the seeds of mercy, the seeds of hope, the seeds of dreams. What are some of the things that you've been sowing that would be good for you to stop planting in the soil of your life? Hatred, anger, unforgiveness, whatever it might be, what are some of the things that would be good for you to stop sowing in your life? And finally, as you think about your own life and the planting of your, of your seed in the very soil of life, how is the Lord in this moment calling you to die? How is the Lord in this moment calling you to be transformed? to move from who you are to die to that reality that you might be transformed into whom God is calling you to be. As I was driving here this afternoon, 
I was thinking of a caterpillar also as a kind of seed. Caterpillars are beautiful. Caterpillars are amazing. But as they go through their growth, as they go through their metamorphosis, there is a change that takes place over time, isn't there? And ultimately, as they go through that change and they die to being a caterpillar, they become a butterfly, a very beautiful, transformed butterfly that all of us enjoy seeing day out and day in in this place. May we have the grace to be open, to be changed, to be transformed, to become the, the beautiful garden, the beautiful butterflies, the beautiful transformed ones our Lord is inviting us to be.